Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. Welcome back to another episode of Power Yourself. Today we're going to talk about masculine and feminine energies. The really cool thing about this topic is we're going to look at it on the individual level, so within ourselves, but we're also going to compare that and relate it to kind of society and globally what is that masculine and feminine energy actually looking like. But I'm not going to do this topic alone. Today with me, I have back to the show, very luckily, and I feel very privileged to say, Tamara. Tamara, welcome back. Did you want to give a a quick hello introduction to those listening today? Hi, everyone. Um, Thanks, Jill, for having me back. It's always a pleasure. And uh, just a little bit about me. I am on, I guess, a journey of helping others find the love within themselves. And uh, I've kind of come up with this term of love alchemist, helping people to transform and find that divine love within themselves. Oh, my God, I love that. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here and talk about this topic. And I think it's a very important topic, actually. Um, And I think this will bring us around to a better understanding of who we are and how we interact with other people and the collective. Perfect. Okay. So with that being said, let's just dive right on in. So, you know, we can look about masculine and feminine energy, and I can only talk about what I know or how I perceive it, right? And so I see a lot of, you know, uh, females being promoted for that feminine energy and males being really promoted for that masculine energy, which is interesting enough, something I've always resisted. (laughs) So assumptions and like stuff, something always felt wrong for me. So I want to explore the terms, first of all, um, of how they're not actually a male female kind of thing and it's actually I I almost want to say a continuum in a way you know Mm -hmm. that we all have within us yes kind of thing so let's let's step back and maybe let's define masculine and feminine sure yeah so you know when we we think about masculine and feminine we're, we're looking at oh you know with masculine it's it's um strength and firmness and Um, aggression, maybe in some circumstances, or assertion, right, and, and taking action. And with the feminine, we're thinking about nurturing and care and loving, and I'm not saying the masculine isn't loving, but just more of that nurturance, right, and more of that self expression, and emotions. And we, we kind of separate it when we see a male someone who is male gender or female gender, we think that those qualities should just belong to them. It like they female should just be feminine and male should be masculine. But we actually have all of those qualities within each and every one of us. We've just been kind of denying those qualities because we think that we should act a certain way. And we need to bring those qualities back into balance within each and every one of us for that um, feeling of wholeness. And every situation is going to require um, 
different attributes of the masculine and the feminine, uh, depending on what you're doing in your life. So true. And as you're even talking, I'm thinking about what that might look like for us, right? You know, so I see this topic as very much that opportunity to stop for a second and ask ourselves a question right now. Are we trying to push something upon ourselves that we think that that's what we're supposed to be or do? And I find that a lot interacting with people and even myself. Sometimes it's like that well, this is who I need to be, or this is how I need to show up. When in reality, is it, is that authentic? Is that genuine to who we are versus what we perceive we need to be? So I mentioned that just to start this journey about that stopping and reflecting for us as individuals. What are our masculine and feminine traits. Yeah. You know, being able to question ourselves first before kind of looking at more. Yeah, and if you can you can kind of relate this to yin yang. Yes, right? very much. Mm-hmm. You need those they call them opposing forces or contradictory forces. And we think that they don't belong together because they're opposite ends, but really they do. And this is what brings it all together. And we see a lot of division in the world and maybe I'm speeding this up a little bit too quickly (laughs) as far as the collective goes. But if you look outside of yourself and what's happening in the world, you can see that division because we're not in touch with both of those energies, the divine masculine or the divine feminine or those masculine feminine attributes, we deny it within ourselves. Yeah. And it's interesting. I teach a lot about like in my day job (laughs) about like (laughs) our personalities and us showing up and our preferences and stuff like that. And I always look at how, you know, we can see something really good and something we're comfortable with. So let's say, Um, let's talk about the feminine, you know, like aligned with that empathy, I'm aligned with that compassion, with that support of each other, okay, that beautifulness. And if I don't look at my masculine energy, or if I just let it go, that means I'm not going to bring that beautiful energy to the table of being able to, you know, be assertive, be able to name my piece, have healthy conflict, you know, voice my opinion, you know, move us towards result kind of thing. So it's, it's interesting because both are so positive. But I think sometimes when we gravitate to one over the other, it's very easy to villainize the other side of it. When I think it's so important, and this is why I was so pumped <laughs> to have you to talk about this topic, and you initiated it because I seen a post of yours and I was like, yes, that internal balance with inside of us, I feel we judge exterior, what we're comfortable with when we see somebody maybe with a different balance, you know? it's easy to criticize and judge because it's not how we perceive it should be. Yes. Make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, 
let's talk about our life experiences or situations where, you know, if we are involved in something that requires us to be a little more assertive or rational, uh, rational or logical minded, um, then that masculine attribute has to come in to be able to carry through with whatever task you're creating. But if you are, if there is an imbalance and you are more in the feminine um, energy where it's more, I guess, over um, accentuated Mm -hmm. and uh, you're more passive, you have to bring that masculine energy back into, into balance, into the game, because so that you can move forward and, and take care of situations that require these certain energies. You know, if you're with a friend who's going through something and they really need um, someone to provide some emotional support or some nurturance, the masculine energy is not going to work in this situation. You need that feminine energy to come in and and be that emotional support so yeah it's definitely not about you know good or bad or right or wrong or you know masculine is better than feminine or vice versa it's not it's none of that and it has nothing to do with our gender it just has everything to do with the energy yin yang just that whole balance that we need to find within within ourselves. And that's the word I love when we talk about this, right? It's that balance. And it's knowing that the balance will look very differently for each other, because I think it's a very individual thing of what traits we gravitate towards. And I think that's also a beautiful process to kind of honor within us. But knowing that both those masculine and feminine energies help create a whole, you know, and both have Again, all I can think like the word beautiful keeps popping into my head because it's so complementary of each other. It creates something so whole, so beautiful in a way, yes. you know. So even if we look at that opposite side, so if we show up with that, you know, just that masculine energy, you know, we're sort of maybe can come across as aggressive or abrupt, single-minded, you know, like driven, then we're missing that opportunity for connection and relationship and softness, you know, and yes. that again, I just, I keep picturing a seesaw, yes. you know, when one is really escalated higher than the other, it throws off the balance of the game, like going up and down kind of thing. <laughs> so trying to take it more so into what is that balance for me? What does that look like? And hopefully this is sparking the question with everybody who's listening today. What is that balance for me? What are my masculine traits, energies that I'm bringing to the table? And what are my feminine energies? What's the feminine side of it? Just to even start that question right now. Because I think by us being able to look individually um, at it as ourselves, I think it gives a whole new appreciation for other people. And also society, like collectively as the larger kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And what just crossed my mind as well is, you know, for years, um, men, (laughs) 
they've been told that they should be not cry, not show emotion, um, you know, be the breadwinner, like just all those action oriented things. Um, Do, don't, and feel. yeah, exactly. And then they get to that point in their life where all of these things that they have been suppressing are starting to rise to the surface and they do not know how to deal with it. They don't know how to mitigate that, that intense emotional energy that they've been ignoring suppressing for years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the exact same. So like the feminine side of it, right? You know, feel, don't do, (laughs) don't be, don't be too egotistical. Don't be too driven, care about uh, the relationships or, you know, do for others kind of thing. And then also that out of whack feeling of feeling repressed and feeling, yes. which can sometimes come up like the resentful because like you, we haven't been tapping into that masculine energy for ourselves to be assertive and name what's important to us as well. Losing our voice in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, and, and then that struggle, um, you know, I just have this vision of this, this struggle of butting heads because, you know, we so want to express our emotion or to be authentic self, right. To be free enough to do that or to be free enough to be more assertive and, and more um, firm and logical, just those, those attributes just allowing ourselves to to do what feels right for us and let ourselves just be free enough to express ourselves or in, in the right way or the what's right for us. Oh, great correction there, that authentic piece, right? <laughs> I love it. Okay, so before we get into what it can look like or what um, maybe some things of, of, you know, addressing what balance would look like for each of us or kind of some guideposts, what we can consider... Let's look at the imbalance. So give us your perception here. If somebody is imbalanced, we'll look at the self first and then we can use our wonderful example of society right now. Uh, but first, let's look at the self. How, how do we know? How could somebody tell if they were actually not balanced right now? Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, so if we're looking at if you are over... Um, active, I guess, in the more feminine energy, then we're looking at over-emotional, um, feeling like uh, like manipulation or um, lack of self-worth, uh, being overly apologetic, those types of things, maybe overly passive or not taking action when you should. Um, you know, you know, I think about, uh, well, when people say, oh, you're, you're too emotional, you're overly emotional <laughs> about things. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not slamming or dissing anyone if they are expressing a lot of emotion. It's when you cannot control that or master your emotions or master whatever is happening there. If you are unable to master that and bring that back into balance, then then yes, that's more of a a distortion or overreaction. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, I usually look at emotions, beautiful indicators of things that are important to us, beautiful things to lean into and ask questions about ourselves. Yes. And when we have, they could be like these wonderful little breadcrumbs of what's important to us. But I find when they're, I kind of reference it as when they drive the bus, yeah, it kind of gets dangerous. <laughs> so yes. like, good to feel them, good to trust them, good to lean into them. But when they're dictating, yes. we, we're reacting more, right? So less about that self-awareness and less about that uh, ability to act and respond versus just let our emotions drive the bus, creating more of that reactionary state. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as far as the masculine goes, or is, like I said, some people call it the distorted masculine, you, you know, the over active <laughs> masculine. Now we're looking at um, that competition, winner, loser, uh, ideation, um, obsessed with power, obsessed with, you know, domination, just getting ahead. And, and that is, you know, your focus, aggression, even anger. Um, so when that is out of whack, then you are, yeah, like you just said, that's driving the bus. That is mastering you. You're not mastering those emotions. And maybe, maybe by doing those things, either uh, masculine or feminine, doing those things at a higher or um, a more, I guess, aggressive level, you, it, you might be able to get your way with those things, but that is done out of lack and fear and limitation. So, so then you've got to take a look at yourself and really decide it. Do you want to be happy <laughs> or do you want to live in this state of feeling like you have to push people to do things or make them do things so that you can get what you want or need? Because if that's your end goal, your, your end goal should be, you know, more on a higher level, happier level, um, more aligned level. Yeah. And so as you're talking, what's popping up for me is being able to step back and ask the question of what's really driving my actions, my behaviors here. You know, is it from that place of fear or insecurity or control? What is it? And, you know, the... The crazy thing about this whole life <laughs> experience, whatever this is, is that no one can answer those questions for us, right? So taking the time to just right now is step back and reflect, ask, what's, what's driving me right now? What's driving my actions? When I am choosing to show up, what's behind that? You know, and just getting a little bit more in tune with yourself, and what your intentions are. Yeah. Uh, this was interesting. I, I really like, and I can't remember where I read this, um, but someone said, there's no positive or negative. It's either you're aligned or you're misaligned. You're aligned with where you want to go or you're not aligned with where you want to go. So when a situation occurs and you deem it as negative, maybe it wasn't just aligned or you weren't in alignment 
with where you need it to go. And so when we're looking at these, um, these masculine and feminine energies, mm -hmm. is it aligned with who you are, yeah. with where you want to go, mm -hmm. with what you want to do? Life questions, right? <laughs> Big <Yeah>. life pondering <laughs> questions. So I guess let's let's just step back for a second. So that out of alignment can be more so when we feel our emotions are dictating us. They can be more compassionate, um, passive energies, traits, or they could be more aggressive, um, assertive, direct, uh, controlling kind of energies. So looking at is that how you're showing up? Am I maybe, you know, I would ask the questions of, am I naming my truth? Am I able to speak up to my truth? And then the flip side is, am I listening to other people's truths? Am I actually hearing them and holding space to hear them versus trying to dominate or control? So again, like even just talking, like that balance comes up, right? Being able to communicate out what we perceive and being able to allow the communication to come in and allow us to hear, reflect, resonate, you know? So ah, yes. it's so interesting. Like yes. I see that continuous <laughs> seesaw yeah. and balance. And so just asking yeah. yourself, because I don't feel there is one way, you know, like I don't feel balance is going to look specifically the same for everybody but I guess what I would ask you to reference is am I able to name my truth and am I able to hear other people's truth mm. yeah yeah that's the uh <laughs> that's that's a hard hard thing because if we can feel our truth or we can understand ourselves or we've come around to understanding ourselves and, and really tapped into our intuition. I think that's very important because like you said, are we, is this somebody else's truth that I'm regurgitating or is this truly my truth? And um, yeah, that's where you have to go within. You have to listen to yourself, feel into that intuition uh, and, and understand yourself determine what is authentic for you. Yeah. So, but here's the, you know, the million dollar question. Can you listen to somebody else's truth? And I think that's what we have to come back around to is just, like you said, hold space for those people that have a, a, a differing opinion or a differing truth than you do, because we are all having our own journey, <laughs> our own experience and it's not going to look the same mine will look much different than yours even though we can have conversations and and um and, and respect each other but we're still going to have those varying differing opinions or truths so yeah how do you do that how do you how do you step into that and hold space for people with without feeling like your truth is being walked all over which hey let's zoom out now 
and look at society. So keeping with the topic of masculine feminine and the goal of being able to find that balance within ourselves, what's your perception of what society looks like right now and what Uh, is maybe overused (laughs) on both sides? Yeah. And, you know, um, I think for years, Mm -hmm. years and years and years, we've been kind of in this masculine energy vibe of control and domination, um, that whole aggression, whatever, and have kind of put to the side the, the feeling, the emotion, the nurturing. We think that the getting ahead in the material world is so much more important than feeling the nurturing, the nourishment, the self-expression. And so when I look upon the world, I see this where the self-expression is trying to come back up, come, you know, that nurturing is starting to come back on the scene, but we've been so programmed to believe that we need to have this fight, domination, competition, in aggression and that's the only way it's got to be and everybody's talking but nobody's listening Mm. that's what it feels like and so that yeah that perfectly sums up what I feel right now is that everybody's talking everybody's yelling yes no one's listening everybody's saying how their perspective is right and it's like, yeah. that's dangerous. Like I continuously, like my poor husband has heard this statement many of times. I feel it's dangerous. I feel we've been here before. And yeah. if we look back in generations, we've been here. We've tried to dominate our way as being the only way, you know, and it's almost like that over domination or abuse of power. And when we do that, we stop listening. And I'm, you know, maybe it's just me, <laughs> the, the optimistic individual that I feel I am. I feel when we do that, we act out of ignorance, right? Because we don't have the whole story. You, Tamara, have perspectives I don't have. You have experiences that I don't have. So by me listening to you, I can actually find, I believe, a more clear truth of my path forward versus if I'm plugging my ears and saying, no, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Yes. I'm, I'm going to miss half. I'm just going to, I almost feel like the image that's popping into my head now is like a horse with blinders. I'm so fixated on what I think yes. that I'm going to miss a whole bunch of the experience. And unfortunately that usually results in society looking back 10 years later and going shit. We did shit wrong. We did stuff wrong. Time to apologize. When I think right now can be a key opportunity for us to go, do I want to look back in five years and apologize? Or do I want to stop right now and act maybe a little bit more consciously? Yes. I think we have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And there's this quote it's uh I don't know who said it so but it's people people listen to respond they don't listen to hear Mm -hmm. and um 
and sorry, this might be just slightly off topic, but maybe not really. Um, but just going back to what you were saying, like we've we've been trained to um, <laughs> just shout and you know, no, listen to me, and this is what I have to say. Not really listen to each other and hold space for each other and and bring that, allow that self-expression into our conversations, allow that um, feeling of being authentic and sitting in my own power, my own truth. And, you know, let's look at social media. You say something on social media, well, that con contradicts or is contrary to what a lot of people believe, then you're jumped all over. And, and then there's a lot of name calling <laughs> and what have you. But um, it's, it's okay to express your opinion, but it's not okay to tell somebody that they're an idiot or, or, or what have you, because they have a, a different opinion than you do or a different truth than you do. And if, what if we opened it up, opened the floor up to say, okay, well, I don't, I don't know about that, but what if, why don't you tell me exactly why it is that you believe this mm -hmm. or what you see? Cause I want to know when you had said it just a few minutes ago about, you know, your, we're, we're not allowing for that self-expression or people to to give their opinion so that we can open up our minds to hear that there might be another side to things. Yeah, right? there might be a blend of both of our truths. Yes. If we, yeah. and so that's, this is what I find very interesting because I would say right now we're seeing so much of that negative masculine energy showing up when and that's created by also some of that negative feminine energy people get so passive and they don't want to talk and they won't they don't feel confident to stand up for what they believe in or name it because you see it's only yelling and dominating each other that's that's seen as winning right that's seen as winning an yes. argument so it's interesting because both of those negative traits on both sides of the energy, they almost fuel each other to be worse. They fuel, you know, that negative feminine energy to check out, be passive, feel you don't have a voice, and that negative masculine energy to just keep dominating the conversation, you know, shaming or pushing the agenda forward. When in reality, if we can come back out again with that stepping back, from reacting for a second and bring what would bringing my positive feminine energy to this conversation look like and what would bringing my positive masculine energy to this conversation look like maybe I'm going to be listening to the person more empathetic to maybe why they think this way and trying to understand it and then flip to my positive masculine energy and maybe I'm I'm going to name my opinion I'm going to say yeah I, I I see it differently. Here's what I see is really important. And this is why I see this and be able to communicate that out and name that. Or when I see injustice, being able to say without violence, the key, right? Like without that aggression, I want to be assertive. 
not aggressive kind of you know something's yes. not right let's talk about that kind of thing it's yes. it's very interesting because i've i've said this quite a bit in the last two years i see that imbalance within us internally being really kind of projected right now on that societal level an imbalance with our masculine and feminine energies in kind of that negative way right now yes yeah absolutely absolutely and and you know go within that's that's <laughs> go within and take we're we're so we so much look outside of ourselves and instead of looking within because our outside world is a mirror of our what's happening on the inside so true it was so, it's interesting i think it was simon sinek who brought my attention to this is the we have the leaders that society is demanding right now so if we're not liking our leaders i think we got a bigger question to start asking ourselves <laughs> What is yes. that showing us of our time? What is that showing us of what we're creating? Because I see so much judging, judging happening of leaders and, you know, political leaders or company leaders. But it's like, wait a second. What's that reflecting about yeah. our society? And I think we need to start asking that question. Because again, when we're just judging or harshly looking at other people, we're again we're out of imbalance we're out of that balance piece of ourselves so yes. getting more curious and saying well hmm why do i think <laughs> i have <laughs> leaders like that surrounding or you know thriving in this environment right now and i go yes. back to that negative kind of the hostility piece not listening and just trying to dominate yeah, yeah. so interesting yeah absolutely yeah, and you know, like, where am I contributing to mm, to this to this energy? Powerful, and yeah, and and I think it, that's, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I just sorry. got that's like okay. <laughs> spit it out. <laughs> the joys of uh, virtual. Sorry about that. That's good. But I see like that it's that opportunity to empower right and I laugh because you know I swear it's in every episode <laughs> how to power ourselves or how to empower but I feel so passionate about it because we can look at and say how corrupt or how out of balance society is and I think we lose our power right we get fixated on that negative or that overwhelmed there's nothing I can do which I'm a true believer in every moment we have a choice there is something we can do it might not be fixing the world in a second, but I feel our actions as individuals really do matter. So how I show up in my one-on-one -on -one conversations, how I show up in my company, how I show up with the person at the grocery store, I'm a believer that that can help us change what we're currently seeing. If everybody right now just step back and said, hmm, what would alignment look like for me? How could I bring those positive feminine energy pieces? And how could I bring those positive masculine energy pieces to my conversations, to my interactions? Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've, 
become, or I think the one of the key pieces here is to be mindful Beautiful. about your interactions, not only with yourself, but with others, even on social media. I've had to, <laughs> I go through social media and there's something that is triggering me <laughs> and I have to look at myself and go, okay, do you really need to respond? No, you don't need to respond. You don't. This is somebody else's journey. That's their own experience. That's their own belief system. It has nothing to do with me. I don't need to be triggered by this. So reel it in. And, and <laughs> you know, you when you do, you become more mindful about what's going on inside of you rather than being um, having these knee-jerk reactions and then saying something that you are not proud of. <laughs> well, that's a, it's a hard one for me as you're saying it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's really hard. I'm like the justice fighter, right? Like I swear I take it upon myself. And so it's been like a, a really big learning about, okay, when I feel something is non, not just or when I feel kind of that negativeness around me or what I'm perceiving, how am I responding? Yeah. Am I out of balance in my response? Am I being passive and checking out? Or am I being aggressive and trying to dominate? And that's what I'm trying to hold myself accountable to. So you talk about social media. I always say social media and going out in busy traffic, they're two great ways <laughs> To, sh to see and check in how you're doing. Totally. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but you're absolutely right about, you know, you can respond, um, you know, using social media as an example again. You can be more mindful about your response, Beautiful. right? Yeah. And so if you, and I'm talking about me because <laughs> I've done this several times, like, how can you be more mindful and loving and, and provide something that might be helpful mm. to a person who's clearly, you know, they might be struggling with something yeah. instead of having that knee jerk reaction, respond in a more loving way. Or don't respond at all, right? And, yeah. I think the good question like that's popping up for me as you talk is, am I trying to convince somebody? Yes. You know, am I, am I trying to convince somebody of something? Because again, that's going to be that negative masculine energy showing up. So what yeah. would that balanced response, what would that balanced approach? And sometimes I agree. Like for me, I am literally limited on social media. I will only allow myself once a day to click on the icons. I've turned off all yeah. notification, right? Because it was negatively impacting me. I found I yes. was getting annoyed and bickery and I just wanted to, to attach an attack. And that was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was a good indication to say, I'm not feeling balanced right now. So if I'm not feeling balanced, there's no way I'm going to respond <laughs> in a balanced way. So knowing that yeah. it's okay to do what you need to do to honor yourself, I think, you know, but the, yes. the question I like to ask is, am I trying to convince somebody? Am I trying to overpower people or am I just trying to, and I go back to a big guiding principle for me is it's kind of aligned with the Buddhism, right? That nonviolence mm -hmm. piece is a big thing to me. 
not meeting fear with fear or not meeting aggression with aggression, trying to, again, on today's topic, show up with that balance, you know, that empathy and also being able to communicate and name stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, bringing that back into balance and, you know, if you're more one side than the other, take a look at that, bring that back into balance, be really mindful about what's, what's going on with inside of you and, and and then proceed. Yeah. And so that gives us that opportunity. So, okay, we've, we've definitely named <laughs> what the imbalance looks like. <laughs> and I think we've actually alluded to what the balance looks like as well. So you name mindfulness, which I 100% agree. It's a big mm-hmm. thing because it's going to get us more mindful of the words. Um, so yeah. like, again, if I went back to Buddhist culture, like the right speech, right thought you know, being more aligned with that kind of nonviolence, like really cleansing our thoughts before we yes. speak kind of thing, being aware, which is all aligned with that mindfulness. I'm being mindful of the words coming out of my mouth. I'm being mindful of my actions and my behaviors and what I want to support kind of in life right now. So I think that's a yeah. huge thing. And I think all of mm-hmm. these things is like that we can do as individuals, I think, they collectively make a change as well. So again, that ripple in society. So besides that mindfulness, what else would you recommend? So somebody's listening and they're like, whoa, I feel I am (laughs) out of balance. I feel I am kind of caught in that negative loop. What else would you suggest, Tamara? Yeah, uh, meditation. You know, I'm a big supporter of meditation. When you are going within and you're, getting to know yourself, really listening to yourself, going deeper within, um, not really disconnecting from that ego, but just quieting that ego and going within the heart and realizing that we are all one. And as you know, everybody's like, oh, we're all one. Well, we are all one. We're all part of this bigger energy and just having this, physical experience. So go within, listen to yourself, listen to what's happening inside of you. Um, Go within your heart center and, and love yourself too. love yourself, nurture yourself. What are you um, not giving yourself or providing for yourself? Because you're in this high state of stress because of what's happening in your own personal life, what's happening in the world. Um, Take that time to to center yourself to go within and so you're decreasing that stress level so that you're you make sure that your parasympathetic nervous system will kick in and give you that healing um, that nurturing as well so that you're not getting sick you're not creating a another problem for yourself on a physical level but definitely meditation every single day. And once you start doing that, it's your world, your inner world begins to change. Yeah. And I think meditation can sometimes be this big 
word that people get intimidated by. So let's break it down. Let's make it achievable and attainable because I am somebody (laughs) who is also a huge advocate for meditation and multiple times a day is kind of my root. But it's also not this only done sitting on a nice fluffy mat with statues all around and candles. (laughs) Like it's, you know, because that makes it this untainable thing that I can only do in retreats or when I'm away from my life. When in reality, meditation is like you mentioned it perfectly in your description is quieting a mind, getting in tuned with the mind. What are my mm-hmm. thoughts? You know, yeah. what am I thinking right now? Or is it just this nest of chaos inside my head? Am I able to step back and listen to myself? You know, am I able to quiet? What am I? And then I find you get some beautiful answers of what am I fixating on? What am I concentrating on? Where's my energy going? And I think when we get that clarity, we get the opportunity to bring that self-awareness into our actions. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, I know even with my kids, when I tell them, go meditate, they're like, I can't, you know? Uh, yeah, you can. Um, Cause they, they say they have a hard time uh, quieting their mind. Well, there's other ways to do it, right? You, yeah. You don't have to sit in silence and in Lotus position. Um, you know what? If there's a guided meditation, great music, wonderful. Like music just, brings you, if there's something you love, a, a piece of music you love to listen to, that is going to bring you into that, that meditative state. It could be, if you like cooking, cooking is a meditation. Mm-hmm. Someone said ironing was their meditation. Like it, it can be anything because as long as you are that thinking monkey brain, if you can quiet that down and to get into that gap of peace, even just for a little bit, then that is your meditation. Go for a walk, be in nature. Perfect. You know, there it's so many things that you could do doing the dishes, washing the floor, <laughs> all of these things. Just, it's just that yeah. accountability, right? Am I letting my mind control me? Or am yeah. I, am I able to be aware of what's happening in that internal process, you know, just being more aware. And so like I find you mentioned music, walking, cooking, cleaning, ironing, could be sports, anything. It's just where we're, we're almost allowing that opportunity to focus our attention on just one thing versus allowing our brain to be spiraling chaos a little bit more. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that'll, you know, as with my son, he loves going to the gym. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if that's his focus, then that's his meditation. Yes. Then he can get into that that space mm-hmm. of this is his focus and his monkey brain isn't all over the place. Perfect. Because I see that, like when we create those pockets, those opportunities of meditation, we're deeming this, but hopefully all the listeners are understanding that meditation is just being focused on something, being present with something uh, and being kind of a little bit more conscious on what's going on in our mind. 
I think it's those opportunities that creates this level of clarity that we get. So it becomes, I go back to what I was saying earlier, we're less reacting to people and we're more kind of, you feel a little bit more relaxed. You feel a little bit more calmer because you've had that time. You're out of that crisis mode, that chaos in your head. And we just make better decisions after those times, you know? So just knowing how much, as I said, that meditative state can actually help bring quality into your interactions. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and this popped into my head too, is the whole mindfulness aspect and this kind of goes along with it. And what I've done for myself is identifying those emotions and those thoughts that come up for us. If you feel something, maybe it's fear, maybe it's sadness. Typically we feel the sadness and we don't know why it's there. And it just suddenly takes, takes over and it takes us a while to get out of that emotion. As soon as you feel that or have that thought, identify it. And once you're the observer of that, once you say, oh, what's this feeling I have? Sadness, fear, what is that? Oh, okay, well, I don't want that. <laughs> Let's change it. Let's change it up. Or is it anger? Oh, yeah. And I know this kind of goes back to that triggering, understanding why am I responding the way I'm responding, but really identify those emotions and those thoughts before they take control. And that's how you're going to master those things is by paying attention because we're kind of on autopilot and we go about our day and we're not really paying attention to a whole lot what's happening in our inner world, just to what's happening in the outer world. What a beautiful way to indicate the imbalance, right? Are we reacting more than we feel we're acting, we're showing up, you know, and being true and authentic with our inner selves, or are we just in a state of reaction continuously? Yeah. Which, as we perfectly said, is mirrored in society right now. So I guess (laughs) as individuals to kind of, you know, round out the this episode, it's our exterior environment is very much mimicking what is uh, kind of the norm in that internal right now. And so I think the biggest thing that we can do for ourselves for each other for next generations and many generations hopefully to come is finding that balance within ourselves first so if you want to point that finger about (laughs) what's wrong in society I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest step back for a sec (laughs) that's gonna be my suggestion that's what I try to do point the finger back on yourself and say hmm what would balance look like for me? Am I being more balanced? And I really truly believe the more that we can find that internal balance within ourselves in our interactions. So again, to bring us around um, to recap the conversation, 
Am I bringing my feminine energy in? Am I listening? Am I being empathetic of others? Am I being supportive? Am I understanding what they're saying? And then am I bringing that beautiful masculine energy in? Am I able to communicate my thoughts? Am I able to name what I think even when I disagree, but in a way that's not judgmental and aggressive, that's more assertive, that's more able to communicate your peace, your truth out there. And I feel when we can each hold ourselves accountable to that a little bit more balanced state, I truly, truly believe that trickles in the collective, you know, that shows up a little bit more with each other. Hopefully we get leaders that are more aligned with that than being able to just make better decisions um, collectively kind of thing. Yes. With that being said, you've also mentioned Tamara about how the meditation. So I, I would probably say the meditation first because we're getting clean on our thoughts. Uh, we're focusing our thoughts. And so again, I want people to hear meditation is so broad of a term exercising, ironing, as you said, cleaning, cooking, (laughs) sports, meditation, guided meditations, walking meditations. It goes on and on and on. All is meant by that is a focus of your energy so that your brain isn't going through this chaos state, this Monkey brain is the perfect word yes. for it because that's why if you research that, you'll get a really uh, good identifier, but static basically. So you're focusing your energy. So that's the first step. And then the second step would be bringing that mindfulness, that same mindfulness mm-hmm. into your interactions. So again, the balance of the feminine and masculine is going to start with us as individuals and finding out what that looks like for us. This topic could go on and on and on. There were so many times that I want to take it to other, um, like it can go into so much, right? It can explain so much, but without going too far over time or too much down the rabbit hole, I would ask you, Tamara, any advice, any thoughts to anybody listening about how they could balance or anything else you want to bring to the table before we wrap it up today? Yeah. Um, you know what? Love yourself. Really bring yourself into that state of love. Understand what that means for you. Center into your heart. Um, there's a great mantra. Ram Das said when he is not, or he said he's passed now, but he said that when he isn't feeling the love, he chants the mantra, I am loving awareness. And then he rides that mantra into his heart. So that is a great mantra. So love yourself and really feel that. Really begin to go into your heart center and understand that. And once you start doing that, then you can begin to love everything around you because it's all connected to you. And also, I think the biggest thing of all is be the change that you want to see in the world and that means going within doing the work that is the most important thing and then your external world will begin to shift Gandhi yes absolutely (laughs) 
<laughs> Beautiful words of wisdom. So, you know, what better way to round out the conversation than to say, if you're annoyed with society right now, step back and let's look at ourselves first, see how we're reacting. And I promise you together, we can do something better. So start with you, find you, get in love with you. I love that. That's a whole journey in itself for sure. Um, but just yeah. try to find a little bit more balance in your life. So you're showing up with more of that action versus that reaction. And again, I truly believe we can ripple that out to the collective. As always, Tamara, a delight to have you <laughs> share a conversation. It's so hard. Sometimes doing the prep, I, I wish we could just record because it's just that kind of conscious conversation about not only focusing on what kind of needs to happen in society, but I believe we're very similar mindset with that journey really does start with ourself. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Jill, for all your hard work. Thank you. And thank you for coming on. So looking forward to having you back again, bring whatever topic you want, but that will be it for today's episode, everybody. So hopefully something in today's session that gives you some opportunity to think about what can I do as an individual? What would bringing this balance of the masculine and feminine look like for me? And then, hey, we'll end it with Gandhi's words, be the change we want to see in the world. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Power Yourself. And always, always remember that this journey starts with you and learning how to power yourself.